Welcome to the Coastline Podcast. We exist as a church to help connect you to God and the people around you, to help you grow in your faith, and to challenge you to go into your community sharing the love of Christ. Three things, connect, grow, go. If you'd like information on what is going on at Coastline, follow us on Instagram and Facebook or email us at hello at coastlinensb.com. Yeah, what's going on, Coastline? How's everybody doing this morning? By show of hands, how many of you guys were able to show up last week and celebrate with us five-year anniversary? Man, we had a fantastic time hanging out as you guys saw some of the highlights. Hey, I do want to uh, send out a couple of thank yous. Um, uh, I don't know if he's here. Pappy Cameron, are you here today? He might be out working, helping somebody or something. But uh, Pappy Cameron and the Cameron family did a fantastic job doing all the food for us. Uh, had many people come up to him and say, hey, man, where did we cater this stuff? And it was just uh, the serving and generosity of one of the families in the church. They did a fantastic job. And so if you guys are watching online, uh, Pappy, thank you so much for all you did. I know you woke up at like 4 o'clock in the morning. That was a big deal. Uh, but we had a, an absolutely fantastic time. Um, and I'm, I'm excited for the next five years. Amen. Um, two things I want to clarify. One, Erica said adults can't wear. What's going on with the lights? Are we okay? We're figuring it out. Okay. If I get too stressed out, I can have one of these 36 waters that are up here on the stage. So I'm not going to be dehydrated at all. Um, uh, adults with costumes, man, I don't trust any of you guys. So we're just not going to do that. You know, you got somebody comes up and I'm a kitty cat. And no, you don't look like that. Um, but, uh, but anyways, we're, gonna, we're just still going to have a good time with the kids, let them dress up. Uh, and then lastly, Erica said something about uh, Coastline, or Connect with Coastline. Man, it really is a fantastic time to get together and hear a little bit of the story. Erica said you could stump me with any question. Like some of you guys that are like those type of people, you're already chomping at the bit of like, I've got theological questions. I'm going to bring it to him. I'm not the smartest guy in the world. And if that's you, I don't know. We're going to have an interesting conversation. But uh, let's get together and have a good time. And just uh, I want to hear your story and see what God's been doing in you for the past year, couple years. And, and let's talk about what the next couple years uh, look like, man. I want to help you to get to where God's taking you to. I'm excited for this morning because... We're jumping into a new series that we're starting this week. So if this is your, your first week here, I want to say welcome. Thank you so much for coming in. This is a great week to start. If you're watching online, thanks for tuning in online and doing church online. It is a big deal. Today we're starting a series we're, we've entitled Influenced. Influenced. We live in a world where we all are continually, continually influenced. We're influenced through things like social media, right? Uh, we're influenced by, by people around us. You know, there, in this world, there is no shortage of people with opinions, people that want to that, that wanna argue, right? You guys see it on Facebook all the time, right? Uh, people that have suggestions and people that have helpful hints. And some of these things, some of these things are good, but what I've, I've realized over the past however long is that, that, that we really are people that are easily and can be easily influenced. I talked to, uh, I, was, I was doing some research this past week and, and was trying to, you know, figure out like what, what you know, the power behind influence is. And, and, and anyone of you guys ever get on YouTube and you get through like the YouTube wormhole where like you're watching one thing and next thing you're like on like, four, you're like learning how to field dress a deer or something like that. You know, I was just trying to find out something, how to put my kids stuff together. 
This past week, I'm looking in YouTube, and I stumble on this video, and, and, and they're asking young kids, they're saying, what do you want to be when you grow up? What do you want to be when you grow up? And one of the kids come up, he says, I want to be an influencer. And, and I got to the point where I realized, I'm freaking old. Because I had no, I'm like, I got no idea. What is that even? You want to be an influencer? That's not a job. Influence, is that a, and, and I talked to Eric, and sure enough, it's most definitely a job. There's people that are they're influencers that are making way more money than me and you, way more money than you and I will even look at. It's like this, this crazy, crazy thing. And so I started talking to Eric. I was like, man, this influencer thing, this is bigger than, this is bigger than what I knew. I was like, like what are we influenced by? And so as a, as a family, as a house, we started to go around to like think of the things like we've been influenced by, by people have taught us or shown us through social media or whatever. And Erica's like, well, you know, she, she pointed to this little like device we've got called, a, what's it called? A Pura? Yeah. It's, like a, it's like a smell good thingy or whatever. Fragrant, sorry, what is it? Fragrance diffuser, everybody. Gentlemen, if you need one of these for your pickup truck, talk to my wife later on today. Um, fragrance diffuser. We found it on, on Instagram or something like that. And it's all over Instagram now. As soon as I bought one of these things, now my Instagram and stuff is just blowing up with fragrance diffusers all along the way. Erica's talking, she started doing a list and talking about, you know, makeup tutorial. Ladies, any of you guys watching any makeup tutorials? You're influenced by makeup people on, it's all right, it's no big deal. I've not been influenced by them, but we went through this whole list. Erica said Lululemon pants, right? All these ladies, you're like, oh, I want some Lululemon pants. Some of us are influenced by politics. I don't, I don't want anybody to raise their hand because some, some people are influenced too much by politics. Some of us, we get to the point where, like, politics becomes the thing that, like, we look for first and we look for God for the second or third or whatever. We're getting so wrapped up in, in what, what the political scene or temperature is of the country that we're in. We forget God's still in control. When it comes to, to, to all these things, we think about home design. Erica brought up HG. HGTV, right? As soon as, uh, what's the, Joanna Gaines, lady, oh my gosh, Joanna Gaines. You think she's an influencer? I'll tell you by my honeydew list that she's an influencer. I got 30 million things I got to do. Thank you, Joanna. What in the world? Anyways, after going through this whole list, I told Eric, I was like, man, I just think I'm kind of immune to this. This is not, I'm not influenced by anything. And she laughed at me. I'm like, what do you, what do you mean? She's like, baby, I love you so much. You're the best, but coming on down. She said, we literally just came back from Bass Pro Shop, and you bought like three fishing baits. Like, why'd you buy those? I was like, well, I saw a guy on YouTube using them, and they looked like they'd work. She said, okay, honey, we bought those, we bought some pants the other day. Where'd you find those pants at? I was like, well, one of my fishing buddies found these pants on Amazon, and I, I bought them. She said, baby, you've been influenced. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm just like everybody else. But this world of, of being influenced, I, I think not all influencers, not all things that we're influenced by are bad at all. Some of the things help us out quite a bit. But I think when it comes to, to our lives, when it comes to who we are as followers of Christ, one of the things that we've got we've to make sure we protect ourselves about is who and what we allow to influence us. Because I think as we allow these things to influence us, those things start to have a change in us. And so this morning, I want to start off with this first part of this series uh, on influenced, and we're going to uh, entitle this matter, or the heart of the matter, the heart of the matter. So let's pray. Jesus, I pray that in this, in this moment, 
as we uh, think through our, our lives and, and how we've been influenced and how we've changed along the way, the things that we've added and taken away from our lives. God, I pray that, that in this moment as you communicate to us, as you, as you use me, God, I pray that, that our hearts would be softened and malleable to hear exactly from you what you want us to do, what you would want us to change. Ultimately, Father, I pray that you would be the one that influences us more than anything else. I know that as we continue to pursue you, as we continue to, to allow you to change our hearts and change who we are, I know the best is still yet to come. In Jesus' name we pray, everybody said, amen and amen. So in the Bible, there was a, uh, a man uh, by the name of Solomon, and Solomon uh, was a king over all of Israel. And Solomon was, was one of the guys that the Bible says was the wisest man, man on earth. In his time, and maybe since his time, he, he was one of the wisest men around. Uh, and and as, as the wise man he was, as the king that he was, he had more wealth that he had accumulated. Uh, he had, had more things. He had, he had one of the biggest kingdoms uh, of any of the other kings. And as, he, as God had given them this, this wealth of knowledge and understanding and wisdom, he started to write it down. And in uh, the book of Proverbs... King Solomon, after writing about many things like things like money, he talked about money a lot and how we should manage it. He talked about how we should go through relationships and stuff like that. As he wrote many things about, about marriages and how we should work and be, do excellent with our work. One of the things he writes in the book of Proverbs chapter 4 is this. He says, guard your heart. Look at your neighbor and say, guard your heart. Thank you for the three people that did that. So above all else, for, for it determines the course of your life. I want to break that up for just a few seconds. He, the, the, the King Solomon, the wisest man who ever lived, says, guard your heart, this thing that is inside of you. He says, you need to protect this thing. He said, the reason is because this thing that is inside of you, it will determine the course of your life. So Solomon says, this, this thing that's inside of you, has the ability to affect the world outside of you. This is something that we have got to protect. I think as, as the wisest man that he is, that, that if we want our world around us to change, which I don't, I don't know about you, but I, I most definitely do, as we continue to go through the world, as we continue to go through the stresses of life that we're dealing with, as we see the world that our, our kids are going to be growing up in, and they're going to raise kids in, I want that world to change. And King Solomon says, well, if the way you do it, the way that you start off is you have to guard your heart. It starts inside of you. Jesus told uh, the Pharisees in one of his teachings, they actually came and tried to trick him up. And, he, and they said, what's the most important law? And you've heard me talk about this time and time again. But in Matthew chapter 22, verse 37, Jesus says this. He says, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. A second is equal to this. He says, love your neighbor as yourself. This is the entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commands. Now here's the thing. When, when, when the Bible says, or when Jesus is saying, love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, and your mind, you've got to understand that in those days, when they wrote these things, the things that were of most importance many times were put first. So Jesus, when he talks about soul and he talks about mind, he talks about body and physical, the thing that he puts in front of all of them, he says, 
your heart. God wants you to love him. God wants you to have a fully developed and connected relationship with him that first and foremost comes from your heart. As we would read later on, he talks about having no other gods before him. It's because he wants, he wants your heart. Because he knows that when it comes to the things that are important in life, when it comes to you, this thing inside of you is of incredible, incredible importance. You know, over the past, um, past few weeks, I've been uh, looking on my, my, my phone and, and watching my heart rate and stuff like that and see what's going on and see, you know, when I'm exercising or which should happen a lot more than what it is um, or when I'm sleeping, like what my heart rate's doing. And my heart rate is settles somewhere around like mid-70s, which is probably a little high, but I'm carrying like 100 pounds more than I should. So there's a lot of blood that's got to get flown around, okay? I'm working on it. So as I, as I started to do the math on, on that, my heart rate, and I realized that, that somewhere around 24 hours in a day, that there is in a day, my heart, my heart, specifically me, my heart will beat almost 100,000 times in one day. That's pretty, that's pretty impressive, right? 100,000 times your heart will beat in a day on average. And that is the core of what allows you to do everything that you do. It allows you to, to be a dad, have energy to, to be a grandfather or a grandmother, to cook dinner for your family, to go out and fish, to take your butt to Target, right? The heart is incredibly important. And I think that because of this importance that Jesus says, because of the importance that King Solomon says about it, it's, they say it's something we should guard. It's something we should focus directly on God. I think it's our responsibility that we've got to protect it. We've got to protect ourselves. The reason is, is because I think that if you don't, you will see that thing start to change. That, that, that inside of you, that character of who you are, you will start to change as you don't protect and guard your heart, as you're influenced by these different things in life. King Solomon also wrote in Proverbs chapter 13, this is later on, he says, walk with wise and become wise. He says, associate with fools and you'll get in trouble. How many of you guys have experienced that firsthand? I'm going to tell you right now, that's, that, this is, King Solomon was a wise guy for sure. This was something I, I def, most definitely lived. Romans chapter 12, verse 2 says this. It says, do not copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way that you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Lastly, in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 33, it says, bad company corrupts good character. I remember being in high school and I did not hold, uh, I, I did not have a good character. I was not, I, I, mostly because the guys I was hanging out with were dirt bags. Uh, I didn't go to school a whole lot. I got in trouble. You know, I, I got more spankings than probably anyone I ever knew about until I was too big to get spankings. And I told my mom that and then she's like, I'll hit you with a frying pan in the middle of the night. You ever say that to me again? I think the statute of limitations is up on that. So, um, 
But I definitely, I definitely saw that the people I hung out with, the people that influenced me, changed me and the person that I was. It, 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 and I remember my, the guy, uh, Mike Spivey, who helped disciple me, he told me one day, he said, Brian, let me tell you something. He said, God does not want you to be a thermometer in a room full of people. God does not want you to be the person that, that takes on the temperature of everyone that is around you. God doesn't want you to change based off of the people that you hang out with. He doesn't want you to be a thermometer. He wants you to be a thermostat. See, the difference between a thermometer and a thermostat is, is you can pull up in your phone or something like that and see what the temperature in this room is right now. But there's also a device on the wall over there that if I go over there and turn it, will adjust the temperature of the room. I think when it comes to our heart, I think that Jesus wants us to not allow it to be a thermometer that the world around us that we experience and the things that we see on TV and the things that we hear from other people and what we see on Instagram, Facebook, and social media, he doesn't want that to be the thing that changes our heart. He wants, to, he wants us to give him the permission to come in and adjust our hearts and with that, turn up the temperature of the room around us. When it comes to being influenced, it's, it's a matter of the heart. The first thing I think you gotta do Let's guard your heart. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 14. This is the Apostle Paul writing to the church. And I think it's, it's valid for us in what we're going through today. He says, then we will no longer be immature like children. When he's talking to him, he's talking about the, the church coming together, the pieces that, that God has brought together in the different parts of the church. He says, them coming together as one. He's trying to challenge them to grow. You know, I, I think when, um, when it comes to our lives, I think spiritually, we're supposed to grow. You've heard me talk about it. I mean, grow is one of our core values here at Coastline. I don't think we should get to the point where we, we, we just stop growing. I think when we grow, I think change is going to happen. I don't think we should be the same person that we were 15 years ago or 10 years ago or even five years ago. I think we should, we should continue to grow with it. But I think the direction that we've got to grow is, is towards Christ. And so as Paul is writing this to the church, he says, he says, as you grow, as you continue to mature, he says, then you'll no longer be immature like, like children. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with the lies so clever they sound like truth. Instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body and the church. I, I think in the world that we live in today, church, you're going to see stuff every day that is going to challenge your faith. And I want to challenge you that, that part of what you're called to do, part of what you need to do is guard your heart. Don't just accept everything that you hear. Even from the stage, I'm going to tell you right now, I, I, I love you so very much. And I want what is, what is best for you. And I'm going to get up here every Sunday and I'm going to preach the word as best as I can. I'm going to help lead us spiritually in the direction that God has called us to. But ultimately, at the end of the day, you're responsible for your faith and what you believe. And don't let anyone get up and steer you away from the way you feel God is taking you.
You're the one that has got to guard your heart. Look at your neighbor and say, guard your heart. The second question I think you've got to do when it comes to matters of the heart is you've got to ask yourself this question, how is your heart? How is your heart? Matthew chapter 12, verse 34, says this. This is Jesus. He says, for whatever is in your heart determines what you say. A good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart, and an evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. I, I think that even today in which we sit and what we're doing this morning, we're at a place where some of us, all of us need to assess our own heart and where we're at now. We, we, we know we should guard our heart, but some of us might have gotten to the point, we might have gotten to the point where we're, we've been influenced so much in a negative way that now we look back and we, we see back up the road where we came from and we realize we're off course. Things have, things have changed, we have changed, and it's not the changes that we want to make. I think we have a responsibility that if we're going to say we're going to love God with all of our heart, part of what we've got to do in this moment this morning is ask the question, how is our heart? Is there anything that's, that's separated us from God? Is there something that we've, we've gone down the road and, and started to believe or think in a specific way that, that when we read it in the Bible, that's like, this is not it? Have we allowed ourselves to be influenced to a point where, where we're not where we should, where we should be? You know, I, um, I was watching on YouTube uh, uh, an influencer, and uh, he was talking about working out. He said, you know, it's, it's kind of funny. If, if you go to the gym and you work out, and then you, you, the gyms always have mirrors, right? You go, you go after the workout, and you look in the mirror, and you're like, man, it doesn't, doesn't look like a lot's changed, right? So you go home, and the next day you come to the gym, and you work out, maybe you work a different muscle group, you work out a little bit harder, and you look in the mirror, it doesn't look like anything's changed. You can do that day in and day out for for a month, and, and as you continue to look at that, as you continue to look at that mirror, you, you think, man, nothing's, nothing's changed. But the truth is, if you look at it over time, a lot has changed. As you go through the, the month and the two months and the six months and the the year and two years, you see that so much, so very much has changed. I think, I think sometimes we've got to look inside and see, has that happened in our hearts? We started into this relationship with Christ, and, and we had the right heart behind it. And now we've gotten to a point where we're like, we've developed and changed along the way. We've allowed one day of this and one day of that to adjust our way of thinking to now we've gotten to a point where we realize, man, things have changed so much for the worst because we didn't guard our heart. If that's you, I want to tell you that today's the day. Ask yourself the question, how? How's your heart? And let Jesus come in and adjust it. Jesus was talking to the keepers of the law And they were challenging him on why the disciples weren't doing this specific specific tradition that 
that the, the, the lawmakers or the law keepers had said, this is how we should do. Had to do about washing their hands. And it, it wasn't really about washing their hands. It was about something else that we don't have time to get into this morning. But as they're challenging him, as they're trying to trick him into to answering wrongly or whatever, what they think would be wrongly, he throws it back on them. He says, you're, you're asking me about this. But, but really, you've thrown out the law that you're defending completely because over time you didn't even recognize, in, in over time you didn't even recognize you were doing it. He says it, it comes from a point where their heart behind it was changed. In Mark chapter 7, verse 20, it says this, and it says, and then he added, it is what comes from inside that defiles you. For from within, out of a person's heart, comes evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, greed, wickedness, deceit, lustful desires, envy, slander, pride, and foolishness. All these vile things come from within. They're what defiles you. For some of you are sitting here like, Brian, you just said, we've got, to, we've got to guard our heart. We've got to protect our heart. Because out of, heart, out of our heart is the opportunity for the world around us to change. But then you're like, but then you just said that, that out of our heart comes all these things. All these nasty things, all these things that, that disrupt and destroy. How, how, does it, how does it come from the same the same place. It doesn't happen quickly. It happens just one day at a time. Because we didn't guard our heart. We allowed ourselves to be influenced over and over and over again. And now we get to a point where we're on a completely different road than what we first imagined. You know, I've, I've been in the place, I've talked to many people that that as they're struggling, they're, they're, they're telling me, they're like, Brian, I just, in my heart, I felt like this is what I should do. In my heart, this is what I feel like, like is what's right. This is the direction I should be going. And I, I don't doubt them for a minute. I don't doubt them for a minute that that's what their, their heart's telling them. But sometimes I think along the way, days, weeks, months earlier, years earlier, we stopped guarding our heart and we allowed ourselves to be influenced. And I want to tell you today that we serve a God that wants you to influence the world around you, not be influenced by it. Not for the sake of, of getting your own way or anything. God said he wants all of your heart. But along with it, he said, we have to use that to love our neighbors around us as well. So the change that we're trying to push for is, isn't for ourselves. It's for the betterment of humanity. It's for the world that lies ahead. And so today I, I want to challenge you with this. This is, I, I hope if at any point you're sitting here and you're, 
you're feeling sad or wrong or you feel like I'm, I'm convicting you, I, I hope you know that's not what I, my desire was. If, if you feel convicted and that's the Holy Spirit doing that, then, then that's fine. I think that's the Holy Spirit's job. That's not my job. Sometimes it happens with me too. It doesn't feel good. But, but I want you to know I, I love you and I, I want to help you through whatever you're going through. And as a man that is not perfect at all, that, that does not live a perfect life, but does serve, serve a perfect God, I want to tell you that there's hope for what you're going through. You don't have to go through it alone. Jesus wants to help you through it. I think when it comes to this, this matter of the heart, when it comes to us being influenced, if we're even down that road so far, we don't look like there's any coming back from it. I think it starts with these two questions. And I think the first one is we've got to ask ourselves, how is our heart? Is it right with God? And if it's not, it's, it's not one of these things where we cannot approach him. If it's not, it means this is the time and now to mend it and make it right. I don't know how many times I, I, I pushed myself further and further away from God when I had sin or something in my life and it kept me from it. Because I was like, man, I don't want him to know about it. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to think about it in my own self. And the whole time he's sitting there as the good father that he is, he says, says son, I, I, just, I want to help you with what you're going through. How's your heart? How's it with God? I think this morning is the time to adjust it. Mend it. To allow him to come in and say, God, I've, maybe you say, God, I've, I, have, I have all this and it's, it's kind of a mess. And I don't, know, I don't know how I got to where I'm at now. But your son said you want all of it and so I'm going to give it to you. You sort it out. That's the opportunity we have today. The second opportunity that we have, the second thing we need to do is we start praying and remembering that we are called to guard our hearts. This does not mean that, that we turn a blind eye to everyone around us. This does not mean that we start to judge anybody because that's not our job at all. But some of the stuff that we get bombarded with, some of the things that we're being influenced by, might be a time to say, you know what? I love you. God loves you, but I can't let you influence me anymore. For some of you, it might be some, a, a relationship you're in. It might be a friend that you have. It might be an addiction issue that you're going through right now. It might be the fact that, that you've somehow in your head gotten to the point where you just got to be alone. It's just you, you, you. And you need to push that away because God's called us to live in community. He wants to have, be involved in your life. He wants you to be involved in people's lives around you. But today, when it comes to being influenced, I think it comes to matters of the heart. First thing we got to do is ask ourselves a question. How's our heart? Adjust it with God. Give it to him. Let him do his thing. Second thing we got to do is make sure that we guard it for the future that is ahead. So with every head bowed, every eye closed, no one looking around as the band comes up and gets ready to worship. I'm not going to ask you to put a hand up or put a hand down or come to the front or anything like that. But this morning as we sing this song, as we, as we talk about 
the Holy Spirit of God that is in this room that wants to help us through what we're going through. As we sing this song, I want to challenge you that if you're at a point where you need to release some things, if you need to let go of some things, if you need to step into some freedom for some things, this is your opportunity to let it go. It's just between you and God. So maybe in the midst of us singing, if everybody's singing, maybe you pray a prayer that says, God, you know what's in my heart. I give it to you, mess and all. Do what you want to do. If it's a struggle that you're dealing with, trying to figure out how to guard your heart, maybe you say, Holy Spirit, come in and, and help me guard it. Tell me what I got to take away or what I got to put in. Let him move in this moment between you and him alone. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for the wisdom that you gave Solomon and for the words that your son gave us. I thank you for this heart that you've given us. I pray that we would value it. I pray that we would protect it. I pray that we would use it for your glory. And God, I pray that as you move in us, as you adjust us and change our hearts, God, I pray that it would change the world around us for the better. I thank you so much for what's to come. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. As always, Coastline, know that you are loved and that the best is yet to come.